What's up, sports fans, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on Final Timeout Sports Podcast. I am your host, Forbes Crowley, joined, as always, by Fernando Doctors, and we are very happy to announce another guest coming on the show. Cole Price joins us for two episodes of Football Fanatics. On this first episode, we're going to be breaking down the top 10 overall quarterbacks in the league and then the top 10 quarterbacks when it comes to fantasy football. So, Cole, I'll kick it right off to you. Top 10 quarterbacks in the league. What do you have? How's it going, everyone? Glad to be here. Um, so my top 10, as always, we'll start off with Josh Allen. Then I'm going to take it to Tom Brady. Number three will be Patrick Mahomes. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Five, Joe Burrows. Six, Justin Herbert. Seven, Matty Stafford. Eight, Russell Wilson. Nine, uh, Lamar Jackson. And we'll finish it off with Dak Prescott. All right, all right. Nando, how's your, how's your list compare? So I got to go at the number one spot. Um, disappointed to hear all this Josh Allen talk, even though he is a rising star. Uh, Josh Allen in the second spot, followed by <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, Patrick Mahomes fourth. I don't know. I guess that may or may not be a hot take. Uh, I got Joe Burrow at five, Justin Herbert at six, Russell Wilson at seven, Lamar at eight, Matthew Stafford at nine, and last, like Cole, Dak. All right, so solid list, solid list. I, uh, like Cole, started off with Josh Allen uh, at the number one spot. Um, Definitely didn't like doing it, but number two, going with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Number three, Patty Mahomes. I think that might be uh, something to talk about. Um, later on. Aaron Rodgers comes in at four for me. Five, I got Justin Herbert. I'm really high on this guy. I think he's going to be great um, for years and years to come. Six, I got Joe Burrow. Seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Lamar Jackson. Nine, Matthew Stafford. And ten, I went with Kyler Murray. You know, I I thought about going with Dak there, but if you've listened to any of the uh, previous NFC East uh, podcasts, you know that I'm not a huge fan of his, so Went with Kyler, but let's go to our top four. Um, None of us had Patrick Mahomes uh, as the number one spot. Uh, None of us had him in the top two. So as someone who has been picked as, you know, the consensus number one for a while, um, Nando, let's start with you. Why'd you have him, what, all the way out at fourth? I mean, yeah, in in hindsight, I have a guy like Patrick Mahomes at four, but I mean, I think it's important to recognize who I have ahead of him. I have Tom Brady, the best player to play the position, and who's still, you know, at the age of 45, still going, put up insane numbers last year. I mean, although the, uh, although Vegas wouldn't put him as, you know, the MVP favorite, he was definitely the, the second man, um, up for you know the accolade posting up 53 over 5300 passing yards leading the NFL first in touchdowns with 43 second in QBR 68.1 this dude is he, he's the guy and I think that it's a valid it's valid to put him at the number one spot mm-hmm. he's definitely top three then we have Josh Allen who again took a massive leap and I think that Josh Allen and this Bills team could easily find themselves you know not only um, finishing on top AFC of the AFC sorry um, 
but also making it to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that he will again take another step and be that insane dual threat because let's not sleep on the fact that this dude scrambling is like every you know NFL t- secondary is like biggest nightmare like you have guys like Stefan Diggs running downfield but then oh yeah this guy could also run and is what 6'5", 230 like you know elite I would definitely put him above Mahomes um, but okay I'll take a step back here Mahomes is definitely proven that he is going to be and, you know, continue to have an unbelievable career and be a Hall of Fame, you know, first ballot. That being said, with all the resources that this guy has had, I mean, I don't think it's fair enough to, to put Patrick Mahomes at one um, or two, honestly. Otherwise, we would have seen, you know, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl or let alone play in the Super Bowl if he was the number one guy. Um, and then obviously at three, I have Aaron Rodgers, who, again, same, you know, conversations, Brady, Rodgers, this guy's goaded, unbelievable. Now he won't have the same resources, you know, doesn't have Devontae Adams, doesn't have Marcus Scanling, he's going to need a big year from Alan Lazard, but, like, he's still that bad man in Green Bay. Um, yeah, so I've said my piece. Uh, Cole, what do you, what do you got? So I think there's really one way to sort of look at this and analyze these four QBs. Let's take the Kansas City Chiefs and take these four QBs and place them in Mahomes' spot. Who's better, who's worse? I think there's two obvious options that are better. It's, it's got to be Allen, it's got to be Brady. Rodgers, you could consider him to be close. That could be a, a swip swap. Um, but I do have to say... Those top two, you, you can't argue with that, um, especially in terms of in terms of clutch. Uh, those guys would be a little bit better than Mahomes, I'd say. Uh, one thing I would like to point out, it's a little bit of an off-the-field issue. Uh, this guy, uh, you know him. His name is Jackson Mahomes. This guy sucks. He's I mean, a problem. He's a major issue for Patrick. He has to deal with him on an in-and-out basis like he's a like he's a babysitter. This guy's an NFL starting QB. He's already got enough on his plate. Having to deal with all the issues that comes with this kid. And like dancing on the logos, going out to clubs and, and doing dumb stuff. Thinking he's this entitled guy when he really isn't. He earned his fame from his brother. Like just shut up and just be humble, man. Like you're really annoying and you're kind of impacting Mahomes' performance. And that's another reason I have Mahomes where, uh, where he is. And one thing to think, you think Brady or Allen, if they had a brother like this, they'd whip him into shape for sure. They would not let Jackson Mahomes get away with all the stuff he's getting away with. That's why I have Mahomes at number three. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. I think uh, if Brady had a brother like that, he would have already kissed him into submission. <laughs> uh, you know, I... I I also had uh, Mahomes at three. Um, I think, you know, Brady's, like, has it's already been said, best to ever play the position. Obviously, he's 45 now. That's why I went with him at two. Um, Josh Allen seems to be really the rising star from that draft class. Um, absolutely killing it with a, a Bills offense that, if anything, just got better. Um, Mahomes, my, my one thing is that, you know, Obviously, he's had incredible play and shown that he's an absolute athlete with his scrambling, his you know no look passes, all that stuff. But 
he's also always had, you know, the keys around him. He's always had Kelsey. He's always um, had Tyreek Hill. Um, so I think that this season will be a good test for him overall um, because it'll, you know, test how he does without a true wide receiver one. Um, Juju is not a wide receiver one. I think last year proved that. So he's going to be working with, you know, Kelsey, who you could argue is essentially a receiver. But, you know, that's his tight end one. He's dealing with a receiving core that's not nearly as good as it used to be. So I think that that was partially why I dropped him. I think it'd be a little disrespectful to drop him any further just because of how he's played in the past. But, you know, um, last year... Brother's uh, antics were definitely affecting his play and everything. He was so tired of ask, of like having questions about that and stuff. So, yeah, I think that is actually kind of a big thing. Um, and we'll see how he does in now one of you know the most competitive divisions in the NFL, uh, definitely the most competitive in the AFC. Um, so that'll be exciting to watch. I think one of the, the next biggest differences that we had in our top 10s, both of you guys had Dak Prescott uh, in the 10 spot. I went with Kyler Murray. Oh, please. All right, Nando, it sounds like you have uh, a couple comments to make on that one. Why'd you have Dak at 10? So, for me, I, I do respect Kyler Murray's game. I think that his size uh, doesn't help, but what can he do with that? That's just what God gave him. Um, but I think if you throw Dak on this Cardinals team last year, like, they're putting up, like you know, a bit more of a fight. I mean, I feel like people at times sleep on the fact that Dak is like, you know, he's still kind of a stud. Like, he threw for, what, 4,500 yards last year and 37 touchdowns and only 10 picks. And, you know, it's always this whole, you know, conversation about the Cowboys finding ways to lose. But I don't think, like, it's always on Dak. I feel like a part of it, a part of it is... You know, we've had discussions about Mike McCarthy and how he his in-game, you know, management is, is pretty poor at times um, and adjustments. But I think that if you throw Dak on the Cardinals against the Rams, they're not getting blown out, um, to be honest. I think he, he's just pretty uh, – first off, I think he has, like, he's pretty good at scrambling. You know, they're trying to move him away from running. But, like, he can scramble well. He looks downfield. Like, it's a pretty good passer. I mean, you don't throw 37 touchdowns and not be good at passing. So, um, remove that argument entirely from it. And, you know, Kyler, you can't say that Kyler hasn't had tools, man. He has DeAndre Hopkins, who is debatably the best receiver in the game. He had old man Larry, old reliable, sorry, Larry, you know, who, unbelievable receiver who's practically dropped, I think, what was it? He dropped more passes, or dropped less passes than tackles he's had in his career. Yeah, as and a receiver. Christian Kirk, like, he's had tools, and I think that what it comes down to is if you just get Dak in a better system, he succeeds. He wins a couple playoff games. But you threw Kyler there. I'm sure Cole feels, you know, some of what I have to say. But what, why, why put Kyler in the top ten, and not Dak? Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely uh, defend Kyler a little bit and rip on Dak before uh, Cole gangs up on me with you. I, uh, 
you know, part of me kind of sees Kyler in a similar career spot as Dak. Um, just, you know, obviously a couple years beforehand. Um, in my opinion, you know, Dak had the opportunity to be the next quarterback and face of the NFL um, to be that guy. Um, and he absolutely, you know, farmed his opportunity. Signed four-year, $160 million contract, um, $126 million guaranteed. Dak Prescott is not worth that money, in my opinion. And honestly, for me, that was the biggest drawback is that he, how can he be the best quarterback or in this top 10 when, you know, he's a terrible investment that the Cowboys have made? Um, so I honestly put Kyle there because he's younger. I see he potentially could have that ceiling that we thought Dak had and he hasn't come near hitting. So for me, it's more of a Kyler still is a bit more of that question mark and can do that. Whereas Dak has already proved to be one of, you know, he's a good quarterback in the league, but he's not going to win a playoff game. He's not going to lead uh, the Cowboys to a conference championship game, which is what their fans have wanted for the past 25 years. So, Cole, uh, what do you think about that? just kind of want to piggyback off what Fernando said. The Cowboys, it's not, it's not all Dak's fault. Like, think about that. Dak... I think has had a great career so far. He has been a good quarterback. He obviously has his issues. He fumbles a lot. Yeah. He did get injured, and I mean that was a pretty bad injury. But this past year, he came back and was he was pretty good. He was not pretty good. He was very good. He had a great season. Obviously, you know, losing in the playoffs. This was this might have probably been their best chance to really make it pretty far. And that is one thing I do kind of worry about is. Dak's clutch gene, um, and that's something you always got to factor in. You know, playoffs is where it counts, and if, if you can't if you can't get it done in the playoffs, you really can't be relied on, and you shouldn't be getting that amount of money in a contract. Yeah, I think this year might be uh, it might be make or break for Dak. Could be make or break for Zeke, and could be make or break for uh, McCarthy. So. A lot that could be going on in, in Dallas in the next year. Kyler definitely needs to prove that he's worth the money that they just paid him. Um, side note, I thought it was funny that after all the um, social media and public um, backlash that they took the uh, study requirement out of uh, Kyler's contract, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. They wanted him to study, but they didn't want the entire world knowing that they were requiring him to study. But anyways... I think with that, we can move on to our fantasy football QB rankings. Maybe a little more important for you guys listening out there with drafts coming up. So I'll kick mine off. Number one, same as the the list above, I go with Josh Allen. Um, Two, went with Justin Herbert. Three, I go with Joe Burrow. Really, you know, one of the best offenses in the league. People sleep on the fact that T. Higgins uh, had 70-plus receptions and over 1,000 yards last year. Um, four, you know, I'm going with Mahomes. He's going to have to do more with a lot less this year, so we'll see. Five, going with that GOAT, Tom Brady. Kyler, coming in at the sixth spot, a lot of weapons around him. Seven, I went with Aaron Rodgers, kind of the opposite, no weapons to use. Eight, I went with reigning Super Bowl champ, Matthew Stafford. Nine, Kirk Cousins. I mean, that wide receiver duo is, is hard to ignore. And ten, I did include Dak on this one. 
Um, you know, he historically puts up great fantasy numbers, even if he does not win playoff games. So that's how I have my uh, my list looking. Cole, how's your list look? So I'm going to start off the top, same as you, Josh Allen, number one. Number two, a little bit different. I'm going to go with Mahomes. Bashed him a little bit on the regular QB rankings, but I think in terms of fantasy production, he'll be right up at the top. Three, I got Herbert. Four, Burrow. Five, got to get Brady in there somewhere. Put him right in the middle. Then I think Kyler Murray should slide in there. Uh, Seven, Lamar Jackson. Number eight, not many people might have this name in here, but I think Jalen Hurts will be solid this year with some new additions. And I think Matt Stafford will slide at number nine. I think good reason for this. You, got, you have a guy named Cooper Cup out there. Uh, Brown. Number 10. This one might be a little ridiculous of a take. I don't know. You guys might not, not like it. I think Derek Carr is going to slide in there. He's not that guy. He might not be that guy, <laughs> but he could be that guy out in Las Vegas. When the lights are shining bright, I think Derek Carr is a pretty good QB. Especially now with his new addition of Devontae Adams, I, I slotted him in at the. He, sl- he slides in at the ten spot. Nando, what you got? Well, so like you, I have Josh Allen at the top spot, and like Forbes, I have Justin Herbert at the second. Then followed by you know who I was bashing earlier, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow at four. I threw Lamar at five. I think this is going to be a big bounce-back season for him and the Ravens. Followed by the GOAT, Tom Brady at 6. Matthew Stafford at 7. Dak at 8. Like you, I threw Jalen Hurts in there as well at the 9 spot. And then at the 10 spot, Russell Wilson. Okay, okay. I uh, First thing that um, comes to mind for me is I, I didn't have Lamar in my top 10 uh, for fantasy this year. I mean, Lamar's a fantastic quarterback, super talented, but right now he doesn't have the pieces around him where he needs them to be. They're getting J.K. Dobbins back. They're going to, you know, that part of the run game will start to take a bit bit of the load off of his shoulders. Um, He won't have to run as much, but and so that won't be as much of a threat. And then on the other side of it, you know, He's throwing to Rashad Bateman and five other no-name guys um, along with Mark Andrews. Like, he's not going to be able to put together the type of numbers that he has been in the past couple of years, even if he stays healthy. So my biggest thing is that he's going to have fewer rushes, I think, with a now rejuvenated uh, running back core that's actually going to be, you know, be able to come into the season healthy. And then he has no real receivers to actually put up those big numbers. Mark Andrews isn't going to, you know, be a deep threat and score long touchdowns for him. So he's going to have to look for that production elsewhere. And I honestly don't see him getting it. Um, You know, the Ravens defense is fantastic. Their offense, I think this year is going to struggle. Um, And I think it's going to surprise some people. I don't know, Cole, you had Lamar Jackson in there. Why do you think he should be up there? I think, first and foremost, he's a fun guy to watch. People, you might not be super into fantasy or whatnot. This is a guy that gets you into fantasy football. And I think, with that being said, I, th- I still think he is a high producer, especially someone that's able to 
to sort of run with his own legs, like to this to his extent. With sort of the the run game that they're going to be able to get back, I think that's a huge relief for Lamar. Uh, he had a he had sort of a mixed you know mixed season last year. He was looking great towards the beginning of the year, and then kind of just uh, you know fell off. Was wasn't playing very well, and then obviously he had his injury. Um, but for me personally, if I'm really gonna get into the season, I want Lamar Jackson as my QB. I'm watching every single game, and he's gonna create some highlights for me, and I think that will be fun to watch. Honestly, Cole, that's a great point. I think that everybody who sees Lamar Jackson play football, whether you like the Ravens or not, just enjoys seeing him play. Um, he's a generational talent, to say the least, and I don't think that um, we've already seen um, the best of Lamar Jackson. So I'm throwing him a little bit optimistically uh, at the five spot, and I mean, if this guy is even close to the lead rusher, um, for this Ravens team, and we know the Ravens are going to need to, you know, like you said, Forbes, they have a lack of a lack of weapons on the offensive end. They added Mike Davis, but you know, Mike Davis isn't isn't a uh, Pro Bowler uh, to say the least. That being said, I definitely see this team having success, you know, on the shoulders of Lamar, um, and for that, I also included him high. Um, but I understand there is a risk here. I mean, Lamar finishing outside of the top 10 QBs in fantasy would not surprise me in the slightest. But I'm hopeful he can sneak into the top five. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely good points. Lamar's the type of guy that you just love to watch. Um, definitely, yeah, just makes the game exciting. So I hope he does have a bounce back year, bounce back from that Madden curse, but... Uh, We'll see. I, uh, I got to see it before I really believe it. But brings me to uh, another guy, Kyler Murray, who I ranked at uh, the sixth spot on my top ten. Um, he's definitely been ranked higher in some projections that I've seen. Um, you know, I thought about, you know, moving him up uh, to maybe a four or five. But my biggest thing is, yeah, he's, he's without his wide receiver one for the first six games of the season. Uh, wide receiver one that what they went 0-6 without uh, last year so you know clearly it creates issues for the offense when uh, DeAndre Hopkins isn't in the game and specifically for Kyler Murray and his progressions so you know I think he's gonna have a bit of a stagnant start to the season but that offense will probably you know make up for it once they have the duo of DeAndre Hopkins Marquise Brown I mean um, that's just going to be a great duo. So that'll probably bump his numbers up uh, after that. Um, I don't know. Cole, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Kyler? So I also, same as Forbes, said Kyler at the sixth spot. I think he's a generational player. I think he's phenomenal. He's been great through his career so far. I think... The, the, the tough part that happened for him last year was when you're on such a groove like that and then you get injured, you just lose the mojo. And, and when, you, <laughs> when you sort of come back, it's, it's really tough. You're, you're not, you've missed games. You you've, you've sort of haven't been there with the team. Um, and, you know, it's just a little, it's something's off. And that's, that's what happened. Um, obviously, you know, hurting his, his ankle against the Packers, which was sort of, 
kind of lost them their season a little bit. Um, but and also he he has a problem with fumbles. Same same as Dak, and that's the reason why he shouldn't be higher on anyone's list. I'd say. But to to say the least, I think Kyler is a phenomenal player. He gets stuff done. He's someone you want to watch, like Lamar. He's getting it done on the ground. He's getting it done in the air. And he's got weapons. And the Cardinals team is a great team. If they can really gel like they did at the start of last year, I think Kyler could get as high as maybe a two or three spot on this fantasy ranking list. Um, So, yeah, might be a hot take for some, but I'd, I'd say that. What do you think, Fernando? No, I think I think I could be overreaching, putting uh, excluding him. Sorry, from the top ten, I think he's probably more deserving of like a five through seven slot, um, and I, that's where I probably expect him to end up at the end of the season. Although I did omit him entirely from my top ten. That being said, I would um, pay you any sum of money or wager any sum of money that this dude does not get in the top two <laughs> quarterbacks. There is no way. There is just no way. Um, that being said, though, overall, I think there's a lot of talent, um, you know, from the fantasy lens um, in the quarterback posi- uh, position, sorry, in that I, I think that there are plenty to go around for fantasy purposes. Like, I mean, I excluded Kyler Murray as well as the likes of Matthew Stafford. And did you include Derek Carr? I did. I mean, even Derek Carr is a viable, you know, option for fantasy. I mean, he's definitely not top 10, or at least in my opinion. No, he's top 10. (laughs) (laughs) Top 15 for sure. Um, But I think you've definitely got options. So, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if I could give any uh, fantasy tip, um, it would be if you're not getting one of those top top QBs, you might it might be best to you know sit on it a bit and be a little bit patient. Yeah, I I hear that. I mean, number nine, I went with Kirk Cousins, which I don't believe he was on either of your top tens. So who's also an option? He's an, an option. option. I mean, he has one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He has one of the best uh, young developing running backs in Dalvin Cook. Um, so. He's also the only QB in the past seven seasons to pass for 25-plus touchdowns in each season. So, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say put your bets on Vi- the Vikings to win the division, but Kirk Cousins is going to put up decent numbers. For I mean, sure. that offense just completely lends itself to that. I mean, similarly to, you know, the Raiders offense now, um, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, um, you know, they have an offense that's just going to put up numbers, and I think that's something that we're starting to see throughout the league in a lot of offenses right now. Is just it's pass-heavy um, speed on the outside that you know they're going for, and that's what you know people and franchises are willing to spend more money on. But I want to talk about uh, one guy that has gotten not a lot of airtime here. Aaron Rodgers, uh, someone obviously reigning MVP, you know, we had him fourth, third in our overall rankings. I had him, had him all the way back at seven for the fantasy football rankings. Me too. Um, Cole, where'd you have him in your fantasy rankings and why? All right, so a little bit of a slip up here by my assistant. 
I told him to throw uh, the guy in the green jersey in at number eight, and he put Jalen Hurts there instead of Aaron Rodgers. So Jalen Hurts is going to have to drop to the 11 spot. My assistant's going to get fired, and now I'll talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal player. He's a little, he's a little bit of a weird human being, but other than that, um, great player on the field. He, he really slings the ball. True gunslinger, I should say. And he would be higher on the list, but he just has no one. There's nothing, no targets. He has no weapons this year. It's really unfortunate. And, yeah, he obviously he has a decent running game, I'll say. Um, but besides that, he's still a beast. He's, say, completed 68.9% of his passes last season for over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns. And, of course, his MVP, it was his second straight MVP. So... You, you still got to include him in the list no matter what, even if his team isn't as good as it usually is. Um, but, yeah, no no offense to Jalen Hurts, but Aaron Rodgers was that guy in the eight spot for me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough to throw Aaron Rodgers at the seven spot, but, I mean, I threw Brady at six, and I think that Brady will just have, you know, better numbers. Um, perhaps that's just by virtue of having better assets at his disposal than Rodgers, but, you know, they're not, you know, Rodgers obviously a little bit more so than Brady, but they're not particularly mobile, they won't, you know, that's not really part of their game, you know, gunslinger Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're talking straight precision from these two guys, so I mean, I don't think it's anything crazy to exclude them from the top five, um, but I do expect both of them to still have, you know, unbelievable seasons, um, and, I mean, where did you, you had them also at seven, right, Forbes? Yeah, I had Aaron at, uh, at seven. You know, I think it's not crazy to put him there this year with their receiving core. And, yeah, kind of like you said, just the overall field of play that we have for quarterbacks for this upcoming season. Um, you know, we really didn't even talk about the likes of Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, um, or... Uh, a fan favorite, Jameis Winston for David Friedman, but you know, a singular fan. <laughs> but there, there are some, you know, a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. They're going to be more than ten. So yeah, if you don't get that Josh Allen with your first pick, um, you know, probably can wait a while and you'll still be in uh, in a good spot. So I think that's about all the time we have for you on uh, this episode of Football Fanatics. I want to thank our guest Cole Price for taking the time and hopping on and we'll see you soon.